Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Women Are Here podcast. My name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mellon, and we are two Cambridge City Councilors. We are live from City Hall again. You know, I really miss CCTV. I hope we can start recording there again soon. I'm about four weeks into my injury, so... 400 weeks is what it feels like. <laughs> I'm know. sure it feels like more. You're so sympathetic. <laughs> Get it together. Almost there. Um, I really... I, you know what? I have to say that I feel a little freer at CCTV, like we're on vacation from our life or something. So get better soon so we can definitely start recording there again. Okay, First, can we just talk about some fun events that are happening this week and next so we don't forget? Every week we're done and I'm like, oh no, we didn't say anything about that blah, blah, super event, fun thing. Okay, so first, my favorite, because I have kids who like science, uh, starting tomorrow is the 12th annual Cambridge Science Festival. It kicks off tomorrow, Friday. Um, So the Cambridge Science Festival, which is the first of its kind in the United States, is a huge celebration showcasing leading edge in science, technology, engineering, art, and math, otherwise known as STEAM. Um, Everyone's really big on the STEAM train here, so this is a good one for people. So it's a 10-day event, always over April vacation, with over 200 science-related events all over town. So this started back in 2017 with the support of Harvard, MIT, the City of Cambridge, WGBH, and the Museum of Science, Boston, Oh, the Museum of Science, Boston. Sorry. I messed that up. Well, it's for everyone. Right, I'm, I'm going to start again. No, just kidding. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> Please that, don't. <laughs> that first year in 2007, it attracted uh, around 15,000 visitors. And now 12 years later, this festival attracts almost 100,000 visitors every year. So the part that our family always goes to is at the field house at um, Cambridge and Latin, which is the science festival. And this year there's a robot zoo, which I I mean, I have no idea what that is, but robot zoo, everyone. Um, It's always super crazy busy inside the field house, but there's so many young scientists doing all these fun projects. And it's, it's always amazing to me to see so many kids in Cambridge just coming and getting engaged. Uh, So definitely check it out. Uh, there's a, also a fun-looking opening event tomorrow, Friday, April 13th. It's going to feature Eugene Merman, who is listed on the website as an endlessly curious comedian who has come a long way since his 2.1 high school GPA. Join him on his mission that he often derails to learn more about science. So to learn more about where all of these awesome events are taking place, check out cambridgesciencefestival.org. You know, I've never been. Come on. I know. It started... It started the year after, so it started in 2007, and I graduated from Cambridge Regional in 2006, so I left. Uh, okay. Well, so I would say if you don't have kids, don't go to the field house. It's insanity. I mean, really. But there are there are definitely events for grown-ups, like at MIT and at Harvard, so you, you're a grown-up, and you should check I those out. I think I am. <laughs> Sometimes I don't <laughs> think I am. So, and for the grown-ups, uh, the Women's Comedy Festival is from April 19th to the 22nd, so... I'm really excited about that. I hope I can actually go. I'm sad because I will not be here, but go for me. I'm going to try. Yeah. So it was established in 2009. And so the annual festival has established an international reputation for world-class comedy from headliners like Jane Lynch, Lily Tomlin, who I adore, uh, Maria Bamford to upcoming comedians who go on to perform in television and film. And over 200 200 performers and 80% of whom are women. So the Women's Comedy Festival has 20% of comedians who aren't women? So it's 80% women. 
I see. So it's mostly women. It's mostly all it's women. It's a mostly women's comedy festival. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's, yeah, it's mostly women comedy festival. Yeah. <laughs> and there's thousands of audience members who, who come from, you know, into Boston, Cambridge, Greater Boston each spring to participate and watch this woman in comedy festival. Uh, you know, they feature improv, musical comedy, sketch, stand up, uh, all over a four day and night celebration. So, you know, there's also workshops all open to the public. You know, if you've never done comedy and want to try it, you can go. It's pretty reasonable, pr- reasonable prices. Uh, they're taught by professional comedians, writers. Uh, you know, it's a really awesome, awesome way to we learn about totally comedy. We should totally do that. Next year. Aren't you a comedian, though? You keep telling me this, and I've never seen you do it. You know, I've dabbled. Mm. Yeah, I've dabbled. You know, if I wasn't doing the city councilor gig, I would totally want to be doing comedy right now like stand-up or improv stand-up stand-up i i've never tried improv i've written stand-up uh it's not pg so oh it's g is it g yeah it's really (laughs) it's really g uh so wanda sykes who i love she's hilarious she's going to be headlining on april 20th uh and tickets are only $20. And then Tig Notara, who I also really love. Uh, if you haven't checked out her documentary on Netflix, it's amazing. And she also has a show on Amazon. And she's headlining on the 21st. So I have to say, so I didn't know anything about her. And you were telling me about her. So I was checking out some videos of her. I was inappropriately like hysterical laughing. She does this whole bit. It's like a 14-minute bit about how she meets Taylor Dane, who's this you know, like 90s pop star and she continues to meet her. It's, it is like a slow burn, but it is actually hysterical. I, I'm so sad not to be here because I would love to see her in person. Yeah. And she also has a show on Amazon called One Mississippi. It's based on her life and it's so funny. So yeah, you should check that out. You should. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, And so, you know, for those of you out there who are looking for something to do over that four day those four days please visit www.wicf.com to learn more awesome so i also so you said wanda sykes is going to be there yeah i loved her in the 90s she did these like hilarious stand-ups and then she's been on like every show that i love like she was on the new adventures of old christine she was on the larry david show i was just watching some videos of her on ellen She's hysterical. So funny. Like the two of them together. That's what we should do after we're on the city council. We should get like a really famous syndicated national morning show. You know, maybe Ellen would invite us. Maybe we should send her our podcast. <laughs> Look, she has nothing else to do. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Dear Ellen. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to start writing to her. Yeah. Uh, Wanda was, is also on Blackish. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why you should watch. Okay. It's all new. Right, all right, all right. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, on the 21st is also the YWCA's Stand Against Racism panel at Harvard Law starting at 2 p.m. And it's, you know, all about women of color discussing their experiences running for public office, the importance of registering to vote and voting. And the keynote is Diana Huang. Uh, the moderator will be our city councilor, Denise Simmons. And I'm on the panel along with state rep, for Lawrence, Juana Matias, and then Cambridge School Committee member, Monika Bowman. I 
first of all, I'm very sad that I'm going to be missing this also because that's so many of my amazing Shiro, Shiro's like right on one panel and I can't even say it. Are they going to tape it? Do you, do you know? I don't know. We should ask. Okay. Yeah. Cause I would love to, I would love to at least see that at some point because all of you guys are amazing and I'd love to see you all talk about what it was like to run, um, as a woman of color and, um, you know, really talk about those experiences because I think that's important for people to hear and I, I would like to hear them myself. Yeah, we'll see if we can get it recorded for you. So that's, you said that's Saturday, April 21st at 2 p.m.? Yeah, at Harvard Law School. Okay, so if you're, I was looking this morning to figure out how to get tickets or whatever. If you go on to Facebook under the YWCA, you'll see it as one of their events and you can click on for all of the information. Yeah, I hope to see you. So this is not eminent, but we are busy planning the Affordable Housing Week of Action, which is from May 1st to May 8th. It is coming up. So mark your calendars because there's going to be a lot going on. There's going to be some great events and we want to fill you in on the details as they get closer. But the two I want, we want you to get on your radar are on Saturday, April 28th. It's the Fair and Affordable Housing Open House at CRLS in the main cafeteria. And that's from 11 a.m to 2 p.m. And that event will serve as a kickoff to Affordable Housing Week of Action, and it's co-hosted by our Community Development Department and the Human Rights Commission. And the day-long event brings representatives from Cambridge City Departments, local organizers, local organizations and nonprofits to answer questions and provide resources. So, and also panel discussions will take place throughout the day and the panels will be on things from tenant rights to the first time home board, home buyer program. So shout out to the Human Rights Commission for putting this huge event together. And last year was really well attended and this year should even be better. Yeah. So this is something that um, happened last year. And, you know, I almost wish there was one of these every month because we, you know, Sumble and myself, our offices, it feels like almost every day people are coming in wanting information on um, if they're losing their housing or how to apply for the first time homeowner program or how to learn more about their tenants rights. So this is going to be an amazing opportunity. It happens once a year. Um, so if please spread the word. Uh, we would love to have as many people there who are, are in need of this information as possible. So the second thing that we want to put on your radar is that Wednesday, May 2nd, there's going to be a book discussion of the book Evicted by Matthew Desmond, and that's going to be at the City Hall Annex, uh, which is at 344 Broadway on the second floor. So that's where you go and get your uh, parking permit for anybody who's interested in knowing where 344 Broadway is. Uh, so the Cambridge Public Library is going to be hosting this book discussion. So if you haven't read it, pick it up. There'll be extra copies at the library and come on the second. We can all talk about it. It's a really eye-opening book that follows eight families living on the edge financially in Milwaukee. So as the families who spend most of their money on rent fall behind, we see them move into shelters, apartments that are falling apart, or even moving into more dangerous neighborhoods just to keep a roof over their heads. And through this book, you really start to see the human cost of the vast income inequality in this country. So it's a heartbreaking book, but it's so illustrative um, as we have a community-wide conversation about safe, affordable housing, as well as the income inequality we have here in Cambridge. And Cambridge Public Library librarian Jennifer Costa will be leading this group book group discussion on the second. So I hope you come. But can I just tell you a little story about Jennifer Costa yeah. now that I'm <laughs> remembering? So she was the children's librarian at the main library when my kids were learning to read. And she was like, 
totally magical. She always found just the perfect books for them. Like my kids would call and go in and be like, I like robots and unicorns. And she'd be like, you know what? I have the perfect book series. It's about robots <laughs> and unicorns. And you're like, I would never have found that. So um, she had, she came to a party of mine that I had and all of my friends were like oh my god do you know who's here the librarian from the main library do you know her and I was like yeah I totally know her but it was (laughs) it was literally like Taylor Swift was at my party so that's the equivalent of being cool when you're a Cambridge mom like when the Cambridge main library children's librarian comes to your party I cannot wait to be a mom I am actually for this reason (laughs) I am so cool I you didn't know that about me I didn't (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so then this is the last thing I promise. Um, You know, I love me some Central Square. But yesterday I learned that they're planning a May makeover planned by the Central Square Business Association. And I'm pretty excited about the fact that there will be yarn bombing included. Do you know what that is? I don't. You don't. Okay. So yarn bombing is when people knit and then they graffiti poles and trees and all kinds of other things with beautiful knitted pieces. So people knit these long stripes, beautifully colored stripes, and then they attach them to poles and trees. It just brightens up, you know, wherever the area is. Um, And so if you're interested in being a knitter for this fun project, please email Michael Monestime at the CSBA. Uh, I'm going to, it's M-M-O-N-E-S-T-I-M-E at centralsquarecambridge.com. So I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm going to knit and I'm thinking maybe I'll do it at the council meetings during public comment because <laughs> sometimes it's just you're just hours of sitting there listening to people and I could be making beautiful stuff for Central Square. So if you're looking for some images uh, of what this really would look like, I tweeted some, but if you just Google yarn bombing, you'll see, you'll see. Is, is knitting hard? No. Okay, maybe I should pick that hobby up, given my current predicament. Here's what I would say. Sorry, that was a very quick answer. If you were going to knit yourself a sweater, yes. It is the hardest thing ever, and it involves math, and it's I would never do it. Right. However, if if you're just knitting like a long strip of pieces with – no, you could totally do it. I could teach you in like 20 minutes. Okay, maybe we should do that. Oh, that'd be so funny. I'd love to learn a new skill. It's very relaxing, too. So it might be a nice thing to do at the council meetings. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, maybe, yeah, we'll we'll talk. Uh, So council stuff, uh, less fun than knitting and parties and Wanda sites, but (laughs) I guess that's why we're here, right? Uh, So we didn't have a meeting this week because we had a roundtable, but we did have some really great committee meetings. I have another one later today. But first, I'll start with the housing committee meeting on Tuesday night. We came together and had a discussion on our priorities for the term uh, and what we would like to get done. Uh, There's so much that we could do. And I think we all want to do it. But I think we have a short amount of time. So we really need to focus. We do. We really need to focus. And there are so many things. And some of them are going to take the whole term or a big chunk of the term. And some of them are smaller things. So it's just trying to figure out that balance of what we can get done over the next year and a half. Yeah. And so we heard back from our community development department about, you know, how much housing has come up since the inclusionary program. Uh, And so we have about 1,100 affordable units. uh, And the council updated the zoning last year to ask for uh, a percentage of uh, age of four space Mm -hmm. um, instead of the number of units. So So it used to be 20% of like whatever the units were, Mm -hmm. right? So if you had 22 bedrooms, you'd get 
for two bedrooms. So I think the council then realized then we weren't getting that many family units. So they changed the formula and it's a 20% of the, the floor area. Yeah. So we're starting to see some more family size units come online, which is so important. Yeah. We really need those two and three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a report back on that. And then as a council, we were, as a committee, we were looking at the comprehensive housing plan that uh, Mayor Simmons, then Mayor Simmons had put in. Uh, and from that, we, we kind of realized, okay, zoning will be pretty important. So we decided that an affordable housing overlay, which basically means that, and, you know, jump in on this sure. because, you know, there, you know, it's, we're still figuring out what exactly it'll look like, but really there's parts of our city that do, don't allow for any affordable housing. So we are really focusing on, um, neighborhoods and areas where we can add more density and add more affordable housing that's closer to 100% affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to that. It seems like a very daunting task yes. to do the entire city. At mm-hmm. the same time, I was thinking we would do like an area Parts. first. But, you know, I mean, if you get to that equity piece of like mm-hmm. there's affordable housing in certain pockets and neighborhoods and there's not any in others. So really the idea of trying to create more equity in the system using zoning, which has traditionally been a way to create inequity. Exactly. So, so it's a, it's a big undertaking. I think, you know, the details will, well, that's what we'll be working on as, uh, the term, uh, goes on. Another thing that, uh, we prioritized was the fact that we have to look for ways to increase money for affordable housing. So whether it's in the city budget, uh, you know, I think, we're going to introduce a policy order on that, uh, you know, as far as getting more money in the city budget that goes towards affordable housing. But then looking at the way we there's new taxes coming, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned in that meeting, you know, we have a cannabis, ta- you know, a recreational use. Can we and three percent of that has to go somewhere. Right. So can we put that towards affordable housing? There's a short term rental ordinance if, you know, it goes through. It ha- the house has passed it. So if we, we enact that, you know, that's going to, there's going to be monies from there. So, and there's parking fees. There's all these other mechanisms. Yeah. I think, um, I can't remember which woman from the affordable housing trust said, you know, we really need every city department to be focused in on affordable housing. So then where there are these opportunities for revenue, whether it's a new parking, uh, fee or some, you know, a new tax exactly. that we have to really make sure that we're thinking about it with that lens of how can this help our affordable housing. So, and I, I feel like somebody said at the meeting that we are, the city is going to be putting in $20 million in this fiscal year budget for affordable housing. I think we're going to request. Or we're going to request. Yeah. yeah. Cause right now it's about like 3 million, 4 million. Oh, okay. So we have some ways to go. Oh, yeah. So right. we'll keep you posted on where that lands. Okay. But uh, the other thing that we discussed was strengthening tenant protections. So important. We had a few speakers that came and spoke very passionately about the need to strengthen tenant protections, uh, particularly for Section 8 voucher holders yeah. when they're looking for apartments. Um, I, and one of the things we I, I brought up was that um, we are, through this budget, going to be hiring somebody who is going to be a housing ombudsman. Um, which might be out of the mayor's office or the city manager's office, and really talking about um, what is that person's role going to be? Can they be a vehicle for working on some of these tenant protections? Um, you know, like if we're setting up like a 
a, a hotline, right, for people who have been discriminated against when trying to, you know, rent an apartment with Section 8. But So really trying to dig into kind of some of the goals we want to hit while using this position. So I think that's going to be exactly. yeah, bubbling up too. Yeah, and also just eviction, getting a hold on what's happening in our city with the evictions, right? Uh, and, um, you know, you know, just cause eviction is something that comes up where, you know, people, it's really, as a resident, you know, you usually don't know, how, you know, you don't know your lease in and, ins and out, right? So, you know, there's a talk of making sure that people, in addition to having legal aid attorneys, you know, maybe the city can provide additional support or uh, to make sure that people know their rights. I think that's a big component of it, so that people don't know their rights when, you know, they think they just have to leave. <laughs> yeah, and I, I we're so lucky to have um, some incredible advocates working here in Cambridge. I would say Alan Schachter. Yes. From the Greater Boston Legal Services. I would say Cheryl Ann Pizzazioli is another huge advocate for tenants, and she has quite a voice, and I'm hoping that th- we will be able to incorporate their real-time, real-life experiences with clients and be able to help us with this work. Yeah. So, you know, those are kind of the top three that were discussed. Uh, You know, we had a brief conversation also, the fact that at CDD, you know, there's no one person that's looking at the real estate market, Mm -hmm. which is very, very hot. Um, And, you know, we have properties that in the past have... We just haven't been able to compete either because of the money or we haven't known about it. So um, Councillor Toomey was pushing for some uh, additional position at CDD. Yeah. And I was interested to, I I didn't, um, Justice Art was there. Yeah. And I was interested to hear their perspective on that because they do have a full-time real estate person. Um, And so how would that work with the city person? And so I I have questions about that, but I think it's a good idea to have somebody at CDD really watching the market. Because I have questions about, there are properties in my neighborhood that are just doing nothing. Right. And so are we aggressively talking to those property owners and saying, you know, this is an opportunity for for us here. There's there's a a funeral home right on Broadway, right near 3444 Broadway, the city hall annex. I've lived here for 17 years. Like no one's ever had a funeral there since I've been there. I think people park back there, uh, but it's a huge lot. So things like that. I mean, that that's just one example, but there it's happening all over the city. There's just weird vacant areas that we could be going after, but it's just, it would require somebody to be doing that work. Yeah. And we put in a policy order a few weeks ago, getting to that point, you know, we need an inventory of all the vacant city owned. Uh, yeah. Lots. Where is that? I know. I want that. We're going to get that. We're going to get it. Yeah. I know. We keep talking about it in meetings because <laughs> we're like, so where is that? What is, what's happening where's with that? Where's the answer? Yeah, where's the answer? Um, I'm really looking forward to, to to really digging in on this. And I have to say, thank shout out to you and Counselor Simmons for like really getting the ball rolling quickly on priorities. I mean, I think we could have kind of, you know, gone many, many months without putting something together. You guys got two housing committee meetings on the calendar before April and we're rolling. Yeah. The next one is May 15th and then we'll have one in June. So, and in the summer, we're going to work, work, work on this. We're going to work, 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 work. Okay. So, um, I also had a committee meeting yesterday. Yeah. It was the transportation committee. So, um, you know, this is something that I, I love 
talking about transportation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was very interesting because we're talking about buses. Um, we had a presentation on MBT, MBTA buses and some of the things that are happening both at the state level um, at, and at the city level. So buses, as you know, are a great way to move lots of people around from point A to point B. And unlike the T, which has limited spots, you can sometimes get on a bus and have a much more direct route. So And if we're trying to get more people on public transportation because it's good for the environment and traffic, we have to work on making the bus system better because honestly, it's so unreliable. It's crazy. I don't know if you take the bus. I haven't in a while. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right now. (laughs) Um, But I take it quite often and it it is, it's like you get a bus or you don't or then (laughs) I was stuck downtown for a long time because the, uh, anyway, so There are a few things that are happening. So the MBTA is doing what they're calling a better bus project, which will study bus routes in Cambridge starting this spring through the rest of uh, 2018. So this will literally do an exhaustive amount of research on each bus route, how full they are, where we should add additional buses to routes that exist. And then there are new routes that should be added to service new neighborhoods. There's totally new neighborhoods that exist that we have to make sure that they are getting bus service. Um, and I also ask that during this process, the MBTA think about equity in bus routes and how many buses we have available near our public housing, just to make sure to really have that social equity piece within our public transportation. And then our city efforts in this area are thinking about two things to make bus transit easier and faster and hopefully encourage bus ridership while making the service kind of more reliable. So the first is, and I've been to a few meetings on this the bus priority pilot at the Watertown Cambridge line. So where Cambridge and Watertown meet at Belmont Street in Mount Auburn. So basically that intersection by Sofra, which is delicious. I love that place. Yes, awesome. Um, So going eastbound toward Harvard, the buses will, what they're calling queue jump at that intersection and pull in front of the car traffic. Then the buses get their own dedicated lane on the right-hand lane, and then the cars will be in the left lane. So the buses will have their own lane so that they can kind of just move beyond the traffic. And so then at the light by the star market, the cars and buses that are going straight on Mount Auburn will merge together again into the right lane. And then the left lane will be a left turn only lane, like onto Homer Avenue and Aberdeen Avenue. So after you pass by the cemetery and then turn that, that left turn onto Brattle, the lanes will again split into another dedicated bus lane in the right lane and cars on the left. So the pilot is starting in June. It will go through the summer and then they'll do some evaluation and tweaking to update the lanes um, for fall and through December so and then the pilot ends in December and so the hope is that it'll be like fabulous and wonderful and people will like move through that corridor more quickly Uh, apparently there's a bus a dedicated bus lane pilot that's happening in Everett which is going swimmingly Um, so that's the hope there and it'll be interesting to see how this helps buses move through that busy corridor so just to give you an idea of a bus rider volume um, through that on that street on any given day 985 people ride the bus and 765 people drive their cars so the buses take almost 60 percent of the people while only being three percent of the traffic on the road so that's kind of crazy right yeah so more on that as it gets moving but if you want to find out more you can google mount auburn bus pilot or i tweeted some info some information on it last night so you can definitely check that out but you love this stuff i do it's weird right a little bit i mean (laughs) (laughs) we'll file this under things you didn't know about me (laughs) but i love serial killer shows and buses (laughs) buses all right so 
now you're really going to make fun of me, but I think even more excitingly, um, based on a participatory budget item, the city is also doing another thing, which is called a transit signal priority. So basically it means that buses will talk to the traffic signals. So if a bus is getting close to a light and about to turn yellow, it will stay green longer so that the bus can get through the light. So the areas that this will be piloted in is on Mass Ave, actually all the way through Boston, and then Mount Armored Street in conjunction with the bus priority pilot that I just talked extensively about. Uh, so hopefully that will make the bus service more reliable. So I take the number one bus on Mass Ave like almost every day. And, you know, a lot of times there's no bus for like 20 to 30 minutes, and then there's four in a row, and it's it's maddening. It really is because it makes you late for everything. And so people who rely on it to go to work, yeah, you know, it's it's terrible. Um, so hopefully this will help. Well, thank you for all that information. <laughs> I, you know, we're not I'm not on the transportation committee, so I was going to call in and go. But this is much more fun for you. Yeah. For right. Learning. About I it. just I just I distilled two hours. Thank you. Of bus talk into about four minutes. Amazing. You know, what? if you want, I can do this for all the the, the committee meetings that you don't attend. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can you do that for public safety later? Absolutely. I'm not going. <laughs> so yeah, just to, for people who to, to know that we are on a bunch of committees. We're not, you know, we're committee members. And then there, you could, you have the option of going to other committees mm-hmm. as a non-voting member. Yeah. And so the committees meet about different things. So you may be interested in something that is happening on the public safety committee, but not the next one. So, I mean, I think a lot of people think that the work of the city council happens on Monday nights. At that nope. meeting? Nope. So, um, and I think we've had like, I think there's been like six committee meetings in the last two weeks. There's been a lot of meetings. So um, that's really where the work gets done. And so a lot of times you'll see something at the city council that gets referred to a committee. And that's, then we talk about it for a couple of hours and um, try to get work done. Try in to between. get the actual work done in between. So yeah, that's our show for the week. We're taking next week off for the April vacation because we won't have a meeting, but we'll be back the week after the city council will be taking up a citizen's petition concerning development in the L wife area and building in the floodplain. So that promises to be a real, you know, really wild party. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of part, will Wanda Sykes come? I hope. I'm going to I'm going to talk to her when I see her. So don't miss that episode. All right. So we hope that you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, please share it with your friends who also want to be in the loop. Um, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or podcast.com. And never miss a scintillating episode of Women Are Here again. Uh, and I would also say, you know, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Say hey. And let us know if there's anything you would like us to talk about, like the best pizza place in Cambridge. I have a lot of feelings about that. Or a really good new show about serial killers. Like I said, I'm always looking for those. Um, <laughs> and we really want to hear from you. So I'm at, at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at Sumble Sid. So please... Tweet at us, talk to us. We're lonely. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just not really. Not really. <laughs> it's hard being on crutches. So everybody, go to the science festival. Go to the mostly women in comedy festival. Um, the stand against racism this, panel. Oh yeah, definitely go because my friend Sumble will be there. Yeah. Pack it in. Pack, pack it, it in, in, ladies. Uh, so go to all those events, and we will see you in a few weeks. See you later. Bye. <laughs>